0: Hello, and welcome back to Motifs Between the Notes podcast, where we invite Rhode Island musicians to perform their original music, and then sit down for a discussion about it with our host. Let's begin.
1: Hi, I'm Allison Callery. I'm from Bristol, Rhode Island, but I grew up here in Providence, and I'm psyched like to be here at the parlor um, for Motif Magazine. So I'm going to play you some songs from my new record, as well as... Um, One of the songs that got me into playing guitar in the first place. I'll start off with that. Uh, It's a murder ballad that I was into when I was a teenager going to school one. ¶¶
2: You wild young people listen to my song tear the fold sun and gold which done so many wrong Young Emma was a servant maid who loves to sail aboard You ploughed the main heart gold to gain for his love so So He's dead, no tells me tell the father he did say.
1: That's where I started. And here's one of my um, later songs that is on Princess Pine.
2: Kisses your mouth, where my fingers might have been.
1: All right, so here's um, one of the tracks from my new record, Witch's Hand. Uh, I had a lot of fun making this with these guys I'm friends with in Dortmund, Germany. One second.
2: Tough to say a word.
1: up I have my title track from that record which is Witch's Hand I think this is my last song, and it's "Beautiful Teeth." This was off of my record, Ghost Folk. Um, but Mother Bear, the the guys from Germany that did the split with me, the collab, um, covered this song on Witch's Hand. But anyhow, this is my version.
2: is like i
0: Thank you. Um, hello and welcome back to Motifs Between the Notes, sponsored by R1 Indoor Carding, at Rhode Island Blood Center, RI Energy, and Mother Earth Dispensary. I'm here at the parlor with Allison Callery, who just put on a wonderful performance. How are you doing today? I'm really good. How about you? Good, thanks. So, you describe your sound as ghost folk. Can mm. you get a little bit into that for us and what makes it different from folk as just an umbrella genre? So
1: folk is a really wide genre, as you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folk out there. Um, most of it is, I think, w- what springs to mind, is they think Joan Baez, or they think protest songs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Bob Dylan, and mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. And I, I mean, they're wonderful artists, they but- They have their place. They have mm-hmm. their thing. Freak folk is another, like there's been a lot through the years. Of the kind of folk I do And labels So Freak Folk was one I'm not sure about Anti-Folk But definitely Freak Folk Psych Folk That's more where I lean Okay And it was actually my first label Woodland Recordings That came up with Ghost Folk for me okay. And since then
0: it's just kind of stuck I mean your songs are just haunting Yeah, you know? yeah. It, The Ghost Folk label the- Here to haunt That's <laughs> to what. I Yeah
1: that's what So I've been, always been spooky And this you know, with the new record, I really got to explore that.
0: Mm -hmm. Your new record, Witch's Hand, which you recorded in Germany. We were just talking about (laughs) that. how does it feel recording an album in Germany? What was that process like? And I know that you did a little bit of touring around.
1: So I actually recorded my songs here Mm -hmm. um, at my friend's house in Attleboro at Black Hole Sound Studios. So I've worked with Miles Baer for years and years. Um, And I... Sent my tracks over to Germany and they worked on
0: gotcha.
1: one of them. They put stuff on there and I actually sang on one of theirs, like the heaviest track on that record. Wow. You would never know it's me, but I'm on there.
0: You really had to use your voice. I had to
1: like, I had to match Jonas, their lead singer. Yeah. So, um, and I also did one that's like a pitch higher. Hmm. So if you listen to it, you can hear like a lot of ghostly damned voices (laughs) because it it is a satanic. It's very,
0: that one goes deep. (laughs) So last October you were touring Germany. This October you were touring around the U.S. Yeah. Tell me about how that tour went here.
1: So my friend uh, Andrew Victor is, um, he runs Old Man Joe's and Westerly. They've got a real booming um music community there especially for folk Mm -hmm. so i tend to go down there a lot i play the knickerbocker tap and i i played old man joe's and um and some other places and so he asked me if i'd like to do a southern tour and i said yes because i never the south needs some ghost folk right (laughs) i'm like i want to go somewhere different i go to western mass a lot Mm -hmm. and i go to europe you know Fairly regularly, but I never have toured my own country. Um, and aside from going to South by Southwest a couple times to play, yeah. I've never gone down south. And it was rewarding and wonderful, and I loved it.
0: What was the highlight of that tour?
1: Um, I had a woman had reached out to me, and she she described herself as an elder witch. And she (laughs) right up my alley. So she was there at my show in North Carolina, which was a sellout show. It was their first show that they ever had at this new venue. And I got to take the stage first. She was there and she approached me after the show and gave me some very beautiful emerald earrings. And um, yeah, it was really adorable.
0: That seems like a magical moment. It was really
1: wonderful. And indeed, like at every show, because you don't you just don't know. You know who's yeah. going to be out there? I had people that I didn't know who knew of my music that showed up, and like that was new for me.
0: Yeah, aside especially from, that far from yeah. From
1: home. I mean, Germany and and Switzerland and Paris, yeah, like you kind of expect that, but
0: I don't know U.S. Like I just didn't and. Yeah. I should have, but it was nice. That's amazing. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about your development into a musician. Yeah. So you started out more in the poetry world, correct?
1: Yeah, that was kind of, that. I guess that was in the middle, really, because mm-hmm. I started off, um, I was a musician as a child. I was always encouraged to play. My dad played guitar.
0: Is that what got you into it?
1: Yeah, so he passed away when I was really young, um, as a young teenager, and I got his guitar. And there was a girl at my school, I went to school one in Providence when it was on John Street, and a girl uh, that I really barely knew, knew I had a guitar and said, I want you to sing with me at my graduation and play guitar, and I'm like, I don't play guitar. She's like, don't worry <laughs> about do it. I know that
2: I have a guitar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <seriously. I'll> do.
1: <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't worry about it. It's three chords. You can mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, it kind of gave me the boot in the pants to, like,
0: start. Yeah. And it really was. And, um, How'd that performance go at graduation? It was hilarious. Like, what did you guys I, play? Was it a, It was Will this or? Circle
1: Be Unbroken. Okay. Which, this is way before the internet, or, mm-hmm. like, being able to download a song. And I just looked through my dad's record collection and it was there was um a pentangle record that was like stuck in the sleeve of another record it was just magical like i had the song will a circle be unbroken by pentangle and so i learned it and we started performing i forgot the chord progression <laughs> we stopped. <laughs> we stopped and we laughed and the whole audience like hundreds of people were like laughing and then they clapped and made us go on and like it was really heartening, and I realized, like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Now, and then, you know, after high school, there's there was no open mics around or at that point, like not now. Like, there's you're open, a Bristol
0: native, native, correct?
1: I actually grew up here in Providence. Providence. I grew up off of Chalkstone Avenue and oh, like Worthington really? Drive. Yeah, I there mean, were no open mics around. Not back then. There was nothing. Like I'm talking about early. Yeah. Like. 90s and so um, but I did start writing um, poetry just to kind of like clear my head and I was involved I became involved with poetry slam and and then I did a feature and they I wanted to make it special so I pulled the guitar out from under the bed where it had been for like almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and I had to like relearn my instrument
0: and I never looked back that's so beautiful it's pretty cool so, I mean, being a poet, being into poetry, it must translate well into your lyrics.
1: Yeah, I totally ransack old poetry books all the time. Like, if I'm stuck mm-hmm. and I need some inspiration, I'll definitely have grabbed some lines. I've grabbed entire poems and stuck them to music, like, years later. Yeah. So I always have that kind of, like, it's like a bank, yeah. you know, of
0: words from when I was younger. So... You've won Favorite Folk Artist at the Motif Magazine (laughs) Music Awards this year and last year as well. Yeah. How does that feel to to know that everybody in the Rhode Island community loves and supports you so much? I have no clue. Like,
1: honestly, (laughs) I think um, I consider myself very lucky. I still think nobody knows who I am, and I don't live in the city. Like, I live in Bristol, so mm-hmm. I can walk into the store no one's like, oh, I love your album, or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one's Kinda recognizing me. There. And I really don't play in Bristol very often, although I am playing there this Saturday. Um, where, where are you playing at? I'm playing at Borealis for the first time, I don't know. They sell beer and wine, like, yes, I'm going to play for you, coffee <laughs> shop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, I'd like to, you know, have more of a community in in um, in bristol it's my home and i love it and mm-hmm. i'm just like i live across from the woods that can never be developed because they're ancient burial grounds wow and so you can just go
0: on walks whenever you. i like. can just
1: walk and they're filled with mushrooms and i was wild gonna blackberries.
0: say i noticed on your social medias mm-hmm. that you're a big forager when did that right, start yeah. when did you get into
1: that so i've always loved mushrooms and like during the pandemic there was no shows really and yeah. um and there was a lot of laying around, and we, I, I'm like, I want to learn more about mushrooms. And mm-hmm. my husband got totally into it. So it's now it's something that we can share. He used to, we used to go for walks in the woods, and I could never find a mushroom because he would, he's like walking as fast as he can, mm-hmm. and now he slows down, and now he looks. Do and, you guys
0: identify them? Yes,
1: yeah, them? and it's amazing because when we started off, we knew nothing, and now I can almost, but not quite. Yeah identify a lot and I, this is the year that i've eaten more things i was
0: gonna say you gotta be sure when you're eating them. oh definitely i've wanted to find the puffball mushrooms yeah yeah know, those big ones <laughs> i've seen so many videos of people like making pizza out of them mm-hmm. and stuff so that's we that's found nice. some little ones ted didn't like
1: them he didn't like the skin on the outside yeah, i thought yeah. they were good
0: what'd you make with them um we just fried them up in butter and <laughs> salt and pepper it sounds like, pretty delicious you really can't go wrong you with sauteing wrong mushrooms with salt and, and pepper yeah in butter so your daughter's also in the music scene Mm -hmm. um she's also a motif magazine music award winner (laughs) um how how is it navigating the music scene with her as well and and how is the music scene now a little different from when you were part of it um she's
1: exactly doing the kind of music that she wants to do um you know when she told me that she wanted, like, to play guitar, and she was ready for guitar. I was driving with her at the time, and I was like, and, like, turn the car right around. There was this shop that's kind of, that was sort of near us, and it was literally called Liquors and Guitars. And I we marched right in there, got her guitar off so the wall. So this was an
0: excitement. This
1: skirt. was so, like, dream come true. Yeah. And so we walked in there, and I got her an acoustic guitar, and, like, within three months, she had started borrowing a friend's electric. So she's, like, Calorie, the T2. She's, like, like rocker Calorie. She's, yeah, but she's still, like, I have a dreamy quality, and she has a dreamy quality to her pop. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. you can definitely tell. Um, We're definitely related. And when we sing together, it's, it's, um, it's magic, so... I, I've been trying to get her to be in a band with me, so we'll see. <laughs> the calories, <laughs> yeah, super calorie, <laughs> mega calorie.
0: Would that be your favorite memory performing so far, or do you have a favorite memory performing so far? Oh
1: wow, there's so many, and I've—I mean, I've gotten to play some amazing places. Mm-hmm. And there was this villa in Italy; I'll never forget. Um, like we were outside, and there was like a little amphitheater, and um, just—but like. Places like Dream Away, and I mean, I've been involved with stuff that's happened right here on this stage for Parlor. Mm-hmm. I always really like being involved with um, the Christmas shows and, like, whatever. Shout I and,
0: Parlor. <laughs>
1: yeah, Parlor's the friendliest, nicest, yeah. like, neighborhood bar in the world, it I really think, is. in Providence. And
0: it's really special. And you had, you had an album come out in 2020, yes. correct? So <laughs> 2020, that was the pandemic year. That, that was will. the year of COVID. How did that... Because I always like to ask musicians how COVID affected them. Mm, they couldn't perform. Yep. I mean, you had an album out. How oh, was yeah. that like? <laughs> <laughs> I had bought tickets for me,
1: Ted, and Ava to fly to Germany. And... Um, we had to eat them, like, I didn't oh, get, no. they gave us vouchers. That yeah, were to, you just
0: on the phone with... with yeah, we,
1: I, I didn't get the flight insurance, which, you know, I'll never make that mistake, but, like, at the time, I was like,
0: of course, there's... not going to be a global <laughs>
1: <laughs> What could possibly happen yeah. that I won't go on this trip? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a painful learning experience, mm-hmm. and um, even my label was like, it's the pandemic and you can't tour this record and what do you want to do? And I'd already been sitting on it for a year and I'm like, yeah, I, want, you're
0: itching I'm like I want
1: this music out in the world. And then I think that people need new music. Like they're stuck at home. Like people need something. There's no uh, excitement. Yeah. People need things to happen. And, and we did do little things. Like a lot of the musicians came together and like put on like, like porch performances. Zoom stuff. Yeah. Like I did a, benefit for galactic like i like we did a lot and then i actually bought a sound system so i could do house concerts and it's been great
0: yeah (laughs) just uh not expecting covid no who expects a global pandemic (laughs) pandemic. nobody (laughs) Who, who would you say are your biggest inspirations? Mm, my dad, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a big guitar player? Yeah, he was a beautiful, classical-style
1: guitar player. He used to play Blackbird, which is like a song I never touch because that's yeah. like his song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was so... Um, talented and he died like 33 years old so he didn't really get a chance to do much of anything with it but he was the guy that brought his guitar to parties and people wanted to hear him yeah he was great um and of course you know i grew up listening to joni mitchell was my goddess Mm -hmm. um incredible string band was huge for me as well like um the hangman's beautiful daughter this one particular side of it um the poetry that was in there um Richard Brodigan's poetry, like, I'm not really, I'm not a classically trained musician. Mm-hmm. I pretty much taught myself or I, like, learned different little things from friends yeah. and, like, people that came through my life. Yeah. Um, and that's just how I learn the best. And it's been the same for music. It's take little bits from everywhere. Neil Young was a huge influence for me. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, I love them. Did you see Joni Mitchell at uh, Newport Folk Fest? I she
1: couldn't do it. I can't watch it. Yeah. I just am afraid to watch it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I really am. You're I'm afraid just... to watch
0: the video of her or watch her perform?
1: Both. <laughs> Both. I think there comes a time, like even Shirley Collins, I, who I think is amazing, and um, her record that she put out with Davy Graham is, is like cherished. Mm-hmm. But I can't listen to her now. Like there's a lot of things smoking does to a voice, and you know,
0: to not have them be in their prime. Yeah, I don't want to
1: hear it. Like I'm, I would rather remember Joni as she was. Yeah, kind
0: of thing. And I
1: like, I know it's blasphemy to a lot of people, but she means too much to me. Her voice means too much to me. You want
0: the the old Joni?
1: Yeah. Well, I want. Joni is eternal mm-hmm. on her records. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm I'm glad she's doing better, and I'm really glad the world is embracing her right now yeah. and, like, celebrating her, because I think she felt... It seems like she felt like she got the shaft yeah, at the time because they focus on stupid stuff with women yeah. and, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that... Um, the newer generation thank god is yeah
0: i love laying that crap out and there wasn't a uh, a dry eye in the audience everybody who's crying yeah we're
1: all gonna lose our shit. i'll probably have to watch i'll have to watch at some point but like yeah i just haven't done it yet yeah
0: um so let's see upcoming albums what's next for you you have, I mean, you have the performance at 4 <laughs> Um I'm going to be playing at
1: Cafe Nine, which is a really huge, huge show um, with Avi Jacob and Dan Blakesley, like two of our I favorite I think that Avi's
0: playing next week for the podcast. Here. Oh,
1: he's so great. You're going to love him. He's a really good friend of mine.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, that PA. Like he uses it more than I do. Like we yeah. kind of like let him do. He's like my baby brother, <laughs> like, my musician baby brother. <laughs> uh, it's, he's been great. Um, anyhow, so we're doing that. And um, my label would like me to put out a full on like heavy, like rock record.
0: And I don't know about that. That brings Ava into the picture. That, yeah,
1: Ava has said she would, and I've got a couple of other friends that said they would. And even if we just come together to make this record, maybe play a couple of shows. Yeah. But I've always wanted to do a Shoegaze psych record. Okay. Um, surfy at times. So I definitely have the songs. I, I write a lot. Yeah. And I can do something how, like How often
0: that. do you think that you write? Or create new new content
1: i'll do I'll be dormant for like months it seems and then I'll like, oh, I'll just playing my I'll play at shows and stuff. Yeah. I practice a little bit before shows, but not a lot. and um sometimes it's like the guitar's itchy and <laughs> you have to get it and like you try out a new chord progression or some weird something new chord clicks, so. something just happens and like. Oh, all of a sudden you've got a new song. And so you have to immediately... I immediately record myself on my phone
2: mm-hmm.
1: and make a demo. And in fact, a lot of those phone demos became Lost Children, which was an entire record of demos that got put on my, on the sub label of yeah. Kazi Records, which is Gruselthon.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And yes. I was... Like, I definitely kept it under the radar because these songs, like... They never saw the light of day. They, mm-hmm. I sang them one time, most of them, and, like, discarded them. and um, Just sort of, like, whatever emotion I was going through at the so time. So
0: Alison Callery may turn to a rocker, is what you're saying. <laughs> I've always been a rocker. I'm punk. That's
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: my label. They
0: know I'm punk.
2: But
1: <laughs> it's, my voice only goes so loud, so I can't really be a, punk, a real yeah, punk. Yeah.
0: So you're thinking a total, like, Rock album
1: Yeah but it would be shoegaze, And it would still be Dreamy and very light back And just okay. a lot of grooves We'll see We'll see if that I mean that's the dream that's uh, I know for sure I will record A bunch of British Isles stuff Like I Was so heavily Influenced by British Isles tradition. Yeah is that what Kind
0: of influenced you And got you
1: into music mm, Well like Like I said It was definitely my dad Um But And I And I never Um I didn't think there was like any mark at all for that kind of music. And I didn't think it showed. But my very first review was like Alison um, Callery, Hopi. It was like the combined ghosts of Sandy Denny and Nick Drake. And I read that. My friend called me up and read it to me over the phone. And I was at work and I just lost my I lost, I cried so hard because I didn't know that people could hear that. Yeah. Or that there that was... That it was a known thing. That was a known thing. This is, like I said, the internet was brand new. Yeah. And, like, so for me, having that um, validation and, like, oh, this thing that everyone's told you you're weird about for doing, like, mm-hmm. my entire music career, like... you like, well, my
0: people are out there. My
1: people yeah. exist, and they... Yeah, and I, I've been so lucky and, and got a lot of support early on, um, especially overseas. Yeah, and so that's where I tend to focus my energy. But like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: you said that you travel there a lot. Yeah, so you travel there. For I would music say yearly. Reasons. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's always a tour. So I've gotten to play in Italy, Switzerland, Amsterdam, Paris, Germany. And Germany, lots of different places in Germany.
0: That's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool for... you'll be in the grocery store there, and somebody may recognize you. Yeah, maybe. It's not Bristol. No,
1: I still think that, like, I'm such a small potato. But I like that. I like being under the radar, Mm -hmm. because that means that there's always a chance for growth.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you want to shout out anything? Do you want to shout out your social medias or where we can listen to you? Do you have a Spotify? Yeah, or I have
1: all that stuff. My spelling is weird. It's A-L-L-Y S-E-N and calorie like gallery only with a C and please check out my daughter Ava Calories band Bouquet spelled like a bow, like a boyfriend <laughs> and um, anyhow um
0: Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank (laughs) you to the parlor for having us. Thank you, parlor. Thank you to our sponsors. Thanks, sponsors. R1 Indoor Carding, Rhode Island Blood Center, RI Energy, and Mother Earth Dispensary. I'm Tess Lyons with Motif, and we'll see you next time. Sarah. (laughs)